On Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity, I share stories of women who have been unfaithful to their spouse or partner. I give them a safe space to be able to explain what happened and why they chose the direction of infidelity. I also feel it is just as important to understand what the betrayed husband or partner faced when they uncovered the truth. Of course then came the guilt of why me, what's wrong with me, and on and on and on. I was finding I was spending a lot of time, energy, and effort trying to second-guess everything she said and who she said it to. It was emotionally draining, not to mention all the resentment. Forgive and forget? No freaking way. That wasn't even a consideration, but nevertheless, it was going to get worse. This last event became the preview of coming attractions. In March of 1988, we welcomed our third daughter, Kelsey. To be a dad of three beautiful and wonderful daughters was more than I could have ever imagined. For a period of time, there was peace in all the land. To hear bonus stories of the men's discovery of female infidelity in their relationship and have early access to regular episodes ad-free, subscribe to my Patreon by visiting my website, rawtruthstoriesoffemaleinfidelity.com. Subscription pledges start as low as $3 a month. Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity may contain explicit and questionable content. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual podcaster and are not based on the advice of a licensed psychologist, therapist, or a psychiatrist. Listener discretion is strongly recommended. What does ponder actually mean? Well, according to one dictionary, it means to weigh in the mind to think about and reflect on. On our Let's Ponder episodes that are shared on the Raw True Stories of Female Infidelity podcast, we discuss taboo and questionable subject matter. For example, size. Does it really matter? Or do you really want to know the number of partners your significant other has been with? How about being in a sexless marriage? These and other topics are what we talk about on Let's Ponder. Welcome to another episode of Let's Ponder on Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity. My name is Rebecca. Before we get started on today's topic, I do want to talk about a couple of things. And if you don't want to hear me chit chat, just skip up to about minute number nine. Some sad news and some exciting news. The good news is that I wrote my little kids book. I've been wanting to do a little children's book regarding my grand dog and I had done a little video. It's on YouTube. PP Piddle Spots. And that's spots that ends with a Z and not an S. Um, My little grand dog Yorkie. um, His name is Emmett. And uh, a couple years ago, I did a little video of him investigating the missing honey. My uh, husband at the time, you know, my late husband, we raised bees. And so at one point, you know, I thought, oh, this might be a fun little thing. So I put together a little story. He was dressed up in a little detective costume. And his goal was uh, to help the queen bee by finding the missing honey, thus the honey snatchers. And so the video is him sniffing around 
the yard looking in flowers and you know, talking to the grouchy old cat, and then he finds them, and it, it the honey snatchers, and they're actually, at the time, the two dogs that I had, one of them got hit just right after my husband died, yeah, lovely, huh, and it, um, he, so anyways, he catches them, and they're both dressed in bee costumes, so they were stealing the honey, they're the honey snatchers, anyways, I actually did a children's book about it. And I'm still right about, oh, I, the editing is done, but I'm just running a um, temporary print just to make sure everything looks good because this is all self-published. And as soon as it is, then it will be put out in mass print and I will get it into places that'll take it, you know, of course, probably Amazon or just order it directly or um Barnes and Noble and things like that. So I'll be working on getting it available for people. And it is just so cute. I I had originally hired um, somebody off of Fiverr, Fiverr, F-I-V-E-R-R, where uh, people can put their information and people can hire them to do book covers or different kinds of art. In fact, that's where I went for my memoir that I'm actually still working on. Um, so I thought, oh, I can find somebody to do the artwork. And the gal did a great job, but she didn't quite understand my concept. And so the Marine was like, you know, they have software. It's just computer animated. And I was like, duh, oh my gosh, because I'm always using little artwork stuff for, you know, notifications for people and, uh, or you know, on Facebook or whatever. I'm always doing something. And so I went ahead and purchased Canva, and I did all the artwork myself, wrote the story. Um, sometimes with, uh, not grammar, but punctuation, with the quotes and the periods and where they go, is the period outside the quotes or inside the quotes, or, you know, a comma here or a comma there. And my sister, she always edits things for me. So she found a couple of spots. And so I was able to get those fixed. So I'm excited to share that with everybody that I have a little tiny kids book coming out and it teaches a good lesson. Um, so when it's available, I will be sure to let everybody know. The other part was, I was scrolling on my Facebook page. And this is my personal personal one, not my Rebecca Adams one. And I saw a notice that somebody that I knew, it said, rest in peace. And I, what? What? He died? He died? This was, uh, we were, he was my boyfriend in high school, I guess you could say. He was my first sexual experience. Um, and I got in touch with the person that had posted it, and he had filled me in. This guy was shot in the back of the head and in the back. Um and it was not an aggravated type of a situation either. They have the guy who shot him, but I was blown away. You know, this guy is 48 years old. He's a grandfather now himself. And in just a split moment, he's gone. And it was really heartbreaking. Even though we weren't close anymore, we would talk on social media on occasion and I did see him a few years back. And he was a guy that just always wanted to do good, but he couldn't keep himself out of trouble. So I think he surrounded himself by other troubled people, which could lead to situations with violence. I know that there were some drug issues and alcohol issues. 
And, um, you know, my heart goes out to his family. His brother got involved and got some dirty drugs and OD'd from it about 10, 11 years ago. And I just think of their mother and losing two children like that. I just, I couldn't imagine it. So if you can keep them in your thoughts and prayers um, as they go through this, you know, grieving of losing yet another son and these uh, adult children, again, their parents themselves, because he was a grandfather, but they lost their dad. And I know what it's like to lose my dad. I lost my dad at 29 and he was 53. And I, you know, you're just never ready for that. So thoughts and prayers, positive heading their direction would be awesome. I would appreciate it. Okay, if you just joined us after skipping forward, welcome back. Today we're going to talk about threesomes gone sideways. Well, that was the original goal of it was to say, did something wacky happen after you allowed to your partner and you to have a threesome or what have you. And I actually received kind of a mixed bag of little stories. So we'll just talk about what they went through when they decided to have a threesome. So we'll learn a little bit about what happened to these people. But beforehand, I actually wanted to read a story that was in, uh, let's see here, it's an article and I believe it was on medium.com and I will have the link in the episode notes. The release date was December of 2020 by Evangeline Grace, and she wrote, I regret my awkward threesome with a married couple. Here's what I would change if I could do it again. I want to ask you for a favor, my gym buddy Vanessa announced over drinks at our favorite bar. It was Friday night. We'd already knocked back a few cocktails and we were steadily getting gigglier. My fifth wedding anniversary is coming up soon, and I'd like to do something really special for my husband. Ah, congratulations! What do you need help with? Do you want my advice on choosing lingerie? I grinned at her gleeful as a teenager. Or are you planning a surprise party? I'm planning a surprise, yes, but it's not a party. Vanessa's face flushed. She averted her gaze. She kept me in suspense for a moment as she sipped her piña colada through a straw. When her eyes settled on mine again, they were vulnerable, almost pleading. To celebrate, I thought Liam and I could have our first threesome. And I was wondering, she cleared her throat, would you like to join us? I met Vanessa at the time in my life when I had very few other friends. At 29, I was already a divorcee. I was miserable at my job and lived alone in a rundown apartment. Spending my free time at the 24-hour gym had become my hobby for want of something better to do. I'd never been a gym bunny, but anything was preferable to the loneliness of my apartment. I found it comforting being around people. I'd pedal on my stationary bike for hours, watching regulars come and go. I admired their athletic bodies and imagined they all led perfect, passionate lives. Though I aspired to be like them, I never felt confident enough to strike up a conversation with anyone. So when a tall, toned blonde in coral leggings took an interest in me, I felt flattered. This beautiful blonde introduced herself as Vanessa. Grateful for her company, I quickly opened up to her. 
We soon became drinking buddies as well as gym buddies. When she invited me to partake in her anniversary threesome, I felt like the chosen one. I thought she'd picked me to share in such an intimate act because she liked me and trusted me. Later, I'd learn her reasons for selecting me weren't as cordial as I'd hoped. Wow, that's amazing. I'd be honored, I sputtered in response to Vanessa's proposition. I'm so pleased, Vanessa hugged me. <laughs> I was hoping you'd say yes. I think this calls for another round. Beaming, she ordered more drinks. We raised our glasses and drank to our plan. In hindsight, I agreed to the threesome far too quickly. But I rushed in because in the moment, I saw Vanessa's proposal as a mark of the strength of our friendship. How many friends are comfortable enough with each other to have group sex? I loved the idea of having a memorable, once-in-a-lifetime experience with her. I wasn't turned off by the idea of betting Vanessa's husband, Liam, either. I'd met him a few times, and he seemed like the sweetest, gentlest guy. So, when did Liam tell you he wants to have a threesome? I asked, buzzing from the alcohol and the prospect of a new adventure. Is that like uh, his ultimate dream? Admittedly, I was also curious to hear how the couple had settled on me as a play partner. Had Vanessa nominated me independently, or had Liam expressed some interest in me first? Well, he's never told me he wants a threesome as such, Vanessa confessed. She shrugged at my surprise expression. Come on, he doesn't need to, does he? A threesome is every guy's top fantasy. That should have been my first red flag. It confused me that Vanessa has made assumptions about her husband's wishes. But instead of listening to my intuition, I set my doubts aside. Surely Vanessa knew Liam better than anyone. Who was I to insinuate that they weren't communicating enough? Okay. I was so full of energy, my leg was jiggling beneath the bar. Well, should we all have a meeting beforehand? To discuss boundaries and intentions and make sure Liam's comfortable with me before we... Oh, Angie! Vanessa's laugh cut me short. A meeting, really? What are you, a secretary? Still chuckling, she shook her head at me. Sex is meant to be fun. We can't call a meeting. We'd spoil the surprise. Alarm bells rang in my head, but I ignored the second red flag. After all, when it came to her own husband, didn't Vanessa know best? It turned out I should have listened to my gut. The day of her wedding anniversary, Vanessa got me to wait in her bedroom as Liam was returning from work. I was wearing a crotchless bodysuit she'd picked out for me, and I'd be lying if I claimed it was comfortable. The fabric was itchy, and I didn't feel right waiting to flash my genitals in a man who didn't even know I was in his house yet. Still, it was Vanessa's special day, so I let her run the show as she saw fit. You won't believe the surprise I've planned for you, sweetie, Vanessa's sing-song voice drifted upstairs. 
Close your eyes and take my hand. I'll lead you to the bedroom. No peeking. Liam's response was indiscernible, but footsteps began to sound on the stairs. I sat upright, nauseous with nerves, and crossed my legs awkwardly to hide my crotch area. My breathing grew shallow and rapid. Stop worrying, Angie, I told myself. He's obviously going to love this. I repeated the thought like a mantra, but it failed to settle my hammering heart. By now, the couple had reached the landing. The bedroom door creaked open. Liam shuffled in with a smile on his lips, Vanessa's manicured hand blocking his vision. She was on tiptoe behind him, grinning at me over his shoulder. Was I imagining the maniacal gleam in her eyes? You can look now, sweetie! She retracted her hand with a flourish seemingly oblivious to Liam's vanishing smile. Look who's come to play with us. Isn't she beautiful? The silence that followed made my stomach sink. Liam's face blanched. He stayed rooted to the spot, his eyes darting around the room, as if he'd rather look anywhere but at me. Swinging his arms back and forth, he opened and closed his mouth, sputtering faintly. Darling, Vanessa prompted. At last, Liam twisted his face into a pained smile and choked out, How... Um, unexpected. Vanessa clapped her hands like an excited child. Well, aren't you going to kiss her? Uh, I'd rather start with you. Looking confused, Liam drew Vanessa into his arms and I felt my cheeks sear. Oh, don't mind him, Vanessa winked at me. He's such a hopeless romantic. Only has eyes for his wife. Don't you, honey? That seemed like an odd thing to say at the start of a threesome, but I nodded, pretending it was cute. Turning her face to Liam's, Vanessa kissed him long and hard as she started to unbutton his shirt. Liam's hands were shaking, but he disguised his anxiety by stroking her hips and the small of her back. Continuing their smooching, caressing, and mutual undressing, they gradually reached the bed. Now wearing only her lilac bra and panties, Vanessa extended a lithe, golden arm to me and pulled me in for a kiss. Was this really happening? Was I going to join in? Sexual tension rippled through me as our mouths met. Vanessa's lips tasted vaguely pineapple. Over her shoulder, I caught Liam's gaze for a second. I gulped, trying to avoid staring at his bare chest and boxers. With an almost imperceptible frown, he shook his head and looked away. I had no idea what was going on, but obviously he did not want me there. I considered apologizing to the couple and making an exit. But before I could say anything, Vanessa turned away from me back to Liam. I no longer had the pair's attention, and they were heavy petting again. For the next 30 minutes or so, I didn't know what to do with myself. The couple spent most of our threesome focused on each other, canoodling as if I were invisible. The whole time, Liam barely looked at me, and he didn't touch me once. 
It also seemed like he was struggling to get hard. Vanessa occasionally glanced in my direction, as if to check I was still enjoying the show. Unwilling to cause a scene, I acted relaxed, but I'd never felt more like a third wheel. Eventually, Liam's erection surfaced, so the pair progressed to intercourse. Closing her eyes, Vanessa wrapped her legs around him, trailing her fingers down his back as she moaned. At this point, I quietly slipped out of the room. Neither of them called out to ask me where I was going. Liam's grunting faded to silence as I headed downstairs and collected my clothes. The day after this bizarre experience, I received a message from Liam. I was so humiliated by our encounter, I considered deleting the text without reading it. But, after a moment's deliberation, I gave in to my curiosity. I hope you don't mind me contacting you, the text began. I got your number from Vanessa's phone. I can't express how sorry I am about what happened yesterday. I feel I owe you an explanation. He went on to say that his relationship with Vanessa had been on the rocks for some time. Ever since they'd married, she'd been prone to furious fits of jealousy. She often tested his love for her by forcing him to reject the women she feared he was attracted to. The last time we'd met, she had gotten it into her head that Liam liked me as more than a friend. The threesome she proposed was a manipulative setup. She wanted to watch him choose her over me. If I'd shown too much interest in you, all hell would have broken loose. Last time Vanessa suspected me of being attracted to another woman, she got us drunk in a group, then insisted on playing spin the bottle. I was stupid enough to think it was just a game. Vanessa even cheered me on when the bottle pointed to the right target. I went through with the kiss, and then she completely lost her shit. I had to grovel after that for months. Pity rose in my chest at this revelation. What kind of spouse would push their other half into such situations and then punish them for playing along? I didn't know why Liam put up with such cruel manipulation, but I suspected it had something to do with the couple's four-year-old daughter, Amber. Liam was a doting father and probably stayed with Vanessa for Amber's sake. I'm sorry you had to go through this, the text concluded. Please delete this message when you've read it and don't reply. Vanessa doesn't know I've messaged you. With a heavy heart, I respected his request. All this time, I thought Vanessa was my friend. I couldn't believe how gullible I'd been. Although the failed threesome turned out to be a regrettable experience, I'm wiser as a result of it. It taught me some valuable lessons about planning and communicating before group sex. Here are three key takeaways I'd bear in mind before considering a threesome again. Generally, a threesome shouldn't be a surprise. If three people are going to be involved in a sex act, it's vital that all three of them give their consent to it. Liam didn't know Vanessa was springing a threesome on him, so he never got the chance to say he didn't want one. Talking through plans ahead of time reduces the risk of an unpleasant surprise. Knowing all parties are on board also helps ease everybody's nerves. Ask lots of questions before you opt in. 
When Vanessa suggested I join her and Liam for a threesome, I was so honored I said yes immediately. Looking back, I should have asked many more questions before making such a big commitment. Simple queries such as, what are you looking to get out of this experience and what made you choose me as a play partner? Could have saved me a lot of embarrassment down the road. Spend time beforehand getting comfortable with each other. I have to admit, I felt a little jealous reading another woman's article about her threesome that went well. She describes connecting as a group in ways that are missing from my own experience. For example, Ariana went on a group date with the couple she was planning to sleep with. The three of them exchanged nudes, flirty texts, and steamy videos before doing the deed in person. I don't think that it's any coincidence Ariana enjoyed her threesome while mine fell flat. Hers involved buildup and progressive intimacy. Mine involved showing up and hoping for the best. It's self-evident the former approach is better. It'll be a while before I'm ready to have a threesome again. But hopefully, now I have this experience under my belt, I have a better idea that things could go wrong. I hope your next group sex experience goes a lot more smoothly than mine did. If there's one thing you should take from my story, it's the simple golden rule. Communication beforehand is key. That was a very good story. I think it was a very good informative story. So now we're going to find out what some of the listener stories are about the threesomes. And just a fair warning that this is very sexually explicit. I know my show is marked as that. And usually, you know, we are talking about hard topics, but I believe some of these little um, short stories are quite, oh, what's the word? Descriptive. (laughs) So here we go. Yes, I brought another guy into the bedroom, my way of getting back, so to speak. I had met him at the club. I knew he was special in bed, looking to make my ex jealous, and it worked. They double-teamed me for hours as I enjoyed all the attention. My life into polyamory actually started with my best friend. Once that burned through, we realized we were missing something in our lives, and that's when we started really learning about it. We never knew there was a void missing in our lives that having a girlfriend or lover fills. My last serious relationship, I was not married and it was about seven years ago, give or take. This particular relationship lasted for about three years. For our first threesome, my girlfriend picked the girl. Well, these two women ended up liking each other. I kind of knew or had a feeling something was up from the start of the threesome. I could tell by the way they were feeling on each other and the eyeing at each other. But see, I kind of egged it on at the beginning. So it went like this after that night. The girl went home and my girlfriend and I were talking, you know, that pillow talk. And I mentioned what I had noticed to her. At first she denied it. I really never knew she was into women and honestly, I don't think she was full blown into it until after that night. I wasn't feeling like a jealous guy when I saw that the two of them were interested in each other. I encouraged her. Well, she really didn't break it off with me at the time. 
I guess you could say we went through a period with her and that girl, but they didn't work out, so she kind of kept me on the side burner. But see, the thing is about this particular situation, it was the beginning of my experiencing what I guess you would call freakiness. I was always down with kinkiness, you know, only women in the room and no other men. But I guess my love was never really attached that much to her and actually any woman since. My girlfriend didn't understand where I stood in relationships. At the time, my heart was being protected from a previous divorce, so I was only really interested in sexual pleasure, but I kept that from her. She always accused me of cheating on her, but truth be told, I never did. If any other woman was involved, it was in our threesomes. Well, it got to the point where I became so sick and tired of her blaming me for doing something that I was innocent of, There was one particular female I'd been wanting to get involved in one of our threesomes, but my girlfriend wouldn't have it. As a matter of fact, our threesomes by this time only involved one girl, which I already knew what the real deal was. Eventually, I convinced my girlfriend to let this other girl be of my choosing and for her to be involved in one of our threesomes. Long story short, that night I went home with my new kinky girlfriend and broke up with the old the next day. All right, next one. The short version is, I had a relationship that reached its expiration date. She wouldn't let go because she knew what she had, but she wouldn't do right by me. So, in protest, I started a secret relationship on the side with a woman that was everything I could ask for in a woman. We ended up getting close enough for her to invite another woman into the equation. I mean, why not? She was well taken care of, and so for my birthday, she decided that we should open Pandora's box and have sex with whomever she chose to bring into the equation. She set some ground rules, and before I knew it, a year had passed. I was clear about certain boundaries, such as respect and other men, but she liked to play the jealousy card. I guess to get a rise, but to no avail. Her intentions were to get married, so I explained to her that playing games would only show me that marriage is off the table. When a man is getting to know a woman, it does not take him long to qualify her. Just like she has the right to choose, so does he. So the other woman and I decided to have some adult fun, and everywhere we went, that's exactly what we did for a straight year. Strip clubs, parties, we met women, and we enjoyed life until she fell in love and wanted to stop. The first girlfriend had bitten off more than she could chew, and so eventually, after years of trying to get away, I finally walked away from the lucrative life we had built and went on my own way. Though sex was never the issue, trust and honesty was, and she could not and would not be honest. On top of that, she had tapped into a love language of mine that I knew nothing about, so she knew how to manipulate my actions. Every time she would mess up, she would buy me expensive gifts. That blindsided me. That one was a little confusing to follow, and it confused me, but it was still a good and interesting story. Okay, the next one. Yes, my wife can't stop herself now. She even goes after my friends. Well, once she knew I was okay with it. She sleeps with everyone. She says I'm always there, but I'm sure there have been times I don't know about by how she felt and her taste. Now I live my life as a cuckold, just to keep the peace, and she gets whoever she wants. 
My wife loves sex, but I knew that when I met her. So, now that we started this, it's either join her and do what she wants or don't allow it, and she will still do it, but ruin us. As the cuckold, I just do what makes her happy. At first, I was worried about what others thought. Now more people know and it's easier. Our sex is good because of it. But at times I get jealous because I think she wants others more than me. I think many guys are cuckolds because they are by and enjoy helping please the guy. The way I look at it, most women cheat and they go get it if they want. So why not join them and have fun too? A lot of guys told me they can't wait to clean her after. Mine is more watching her enjoy herself. That's how my friends got involved. When I know she really wants something, I can't tell her no. At first, no, but now it just seems normal. Guess my mind is trained with her. I don't care. Well, that... I'm not sure. Well, I guess it's part cuckold, and if he's joining in on things, I guess that's... Uh, threesomes, so... But I don't think that's a full-on cuckold. Sounds like he practices all sorts of different types of things. But, again, who are we to judge? Whatever works for them. I'm just trying to understand it a little bit. This next one is uh, was just a comment, and then somebody else commented on theirs. And so he said, yes, my ex started doing everyone. And then someone came in and asked him, quote, started, quote. How do you know she hadn't been all along? Maybe she didn't give a fuck if you knew after you were cool with it. And he came back with, you are absolutely right. I recently started listening to your podcast, but I thought I would give it a try to respond to your question. This happened nearly 20 years ago, but I recall most of the details pretty well. I had never thought of myself ever having one, but here I am. A little background. I was recently divorced, my ex-husband and I married right after high school, and I was already a mother at the time. My ex had cheated on me several times. It was kind of odd, as he would like to show his control over me by letting a friend or two of his watch us in certain acts. Mostly oral, but on two occasions, he let his best friend watch while we were having sex. On one occasion, his friend masturbated while he was watching. I was not attracted to his friend, but he turned me on seeing him that way. Then about a month or two after that occasion, we had a spa on our deck. My husband had several friends over, as did I. My husband took an acquaintance of mine on his four-wheeler in the woods, and they were gone for quite some time. His friend was in the spa with me and another couple. The three of them were talking negatively about my husband. They were commenting about how disrespectful he was flirting with the other women. During this time, his friend had been rubbing my leg and trying to feel me up. The other couple said they didn't care and since my husband was cheating with the girl on the ride, then I should be allowed to have fun. The conversation hinted that he was telling the girls the only way he would bring them back to the house is if they gave him a BJ. Anyway, his friend was touching me, and I was so turned on by that. This led to me cheating and eventually divorcing my husband, but that is another story for another time. So back to the threesome. I was divorced, living on my own for about three months when I met a coworker. He was flirty, and he knew I was a runner and invited me to go for a run with him. 
We started seeing each other and he had admitted he had a girlfriend that he had a child with, but they were on the outs and were on a break. We ended up going out a few times and decided to casually date more as friends with benefits. The guy I was seeing was Tom. He was average build, pretty cute, and was pretty good in bed in the fact that he seemed to care about pleasing me as well. His roommate, Adam, was a little more muscular, also slightly taller and very attractive. So anyhow, I also knew Adam had a serious girlfriend. He spent the night there quite a bit. On a side note, I could only see Tom on the weekends when the kids were with my ex. After a few weeks, he and his roommate took me bar hopping and we were all pretty drunk. We ended up going back to the guys' apartment. Tom and I ended up sitting on the sofa cuddled and Adam sat in the recliner. We all had another round of drinks, wine coolers for me and beer for the boys. Adam turned on Cinemax, late night kind of soft porn, also known as Skinemax. We were all sitting there drinking and Tom was rubbing my back and legs and Adam was leaning back. Pretty soon Tom started kissing me. As we were making out, I noticed Adam was passed out asleep. Tom started to unbutton my blouse and was kissing my neck, reaching under my top. I said he should stop because Adam may wake up and he replied that he was drunk and out for the night and he talked me into being okay with him feeling me up and kissing. Then he suggested I give him oral. I again protested but was super turned on and allowed him to dog me into it. After all, his roommate was dead to the world. So I started out and Tom had removed my top to my bra before we got to this point. After going down on him for several minutes, I noticed movement off to the side. It was Adam. He was awake watching and rubbing himself. I stopped immediately and Tom asked why I stopped. I said he woke up. And Adam said, it's okay, you can keep going. Tom agreed for me to keep going and being as tipsy as I was, I went along with it. Pretty soon, I felt him move over to the other end of the sofa near my feet. After I noticed, he said, It's okay, I just wanted to get a closer view. Tom again encouraged me to keep going and that it was okay. Pretty soon, Adam was rubbing my calves and then my thighs. I didn't respond right away, but when he started getting up to my thighs, he asked if it was okay, and I told him it was fine, but no more. He was massaging me over my skirt with his hands working up just under halfway up. After a few minutes, he started rubbing my bottom and asked if I was okay. And before I could say anything, Tom replied, it was with him if it was okay with me. Well, I went along again. Before long, he had his hands under my skirt touching and rubbing me over my panties. Adam said, this feels relaxing, doesn't it? I said yes, because it really did, but I again said, okay, nothing more. A few minutes went by, and I felt him rubbing me over my crotch, and honestly, as soon as he touched me there, I had a quick surge throughout my body, and I shivered, a little kind of good shiver, and let out a little noise. Adam again said, looks like it felt good to you, didn't it? I replied with a, mm-hmm. Pretty soon, he started licking me alongside my panties, lifting my skirt up. 
He asked me if it was okay, and Tom said that's super hot. And at the time, I said it was okay, but then I said, that's all, only oral. At that point, he started removing my panties, and I helped by lifting one leg at a time to help him remove them. By this point, I am partly licking or sucking Tom, partly stroking him, but mostly just holding him like a handle. Adam was partially licking and fingering at the same time, and then he slowed his licking, and he was mostly fingering me. I then felt the warmth of him behind me. He was fingering me and grinding against me, still covered with his boxers, and he asked if that was okay. Tom said it was, and I basically said, rubbing only, no more. I was laying there, and part of me was thinking, how do I stop this? And the other part was saying, wow, this is so hot. Both men wanted me. I ended up reaching back and rubbing him a little through his boxers for a few seconds. Tom then pulled me up and kissed me for a few seconds, and Adam started grinding me again, and he also had his fingers rubbing me, then felt his dick rubbing over my bottom. Tom whispered for me to continue, and I went back to rubbing Adam and sucking on Tom. Adam started rubbing himself up and down my lips. He then asked me if I liked the feeling of it. I said yes, and said, just don't put it in. Now at this point, I was very worked up and my hips were rocking and all of a sudden, he pushed into me. I will never forget that feeling. I came almost instantly and I let out a moan. Tom encouraged me and asked if I liked it and said it was so sexy for me to be like that. He complimented me and was talking about how I felt to Adam. After a couple of minutes, Tom said to Adam, you should feel this end too, so they switched positions. Tom started in on me and he came pretty fast, but then Adam turned me on my back and mounted me. He was so wild, I came several times and the guys did three or four rounds in me each. We ended up taking a break and catching our breath. The guys wanted more beer, so they talked me into driving them to the liquor store for more drinks. I have to admit that when we got back to the apartment, I was still turned on and liked how rough Adam was and how he felt. Tom was in the bathroom, so I started kissing Adam and took off his pants while also removing mine. We went for another two rounds. While laying there resting between the last sets of rounds, I ended up asking them if they had ever done anything like this before. They admitted that they had. I asked how many times, and they admitted it was several times, maybe ten, but I was the first who wanted more. I have to admit, the sex was probably the best I'd ever had, and it was the first time I had more than one orgasm in a night without a break in between. I also know in the morning I felt guilty. But over the next several months, I was with both guys as one-on-one several times, as well as more threesomes. I also hate to admit it, but I met my second husband about three weeks after the first threesome. We started out as friends with benefits, and I told him I had other guy friends I hung out with and didn't want guilt if something happened. Little did the guys know, there were also two other guys who were friends with benefits who were only occasional. I enjoyed the year and a half of this, and I was divorced thoroughly. 
I have since admitted to the total number of guys, but only about three months of it was enjoying Tom and Adam while I was with my soon-to-be husband. And yes, he met them before he knew about them sharing me. And to end it, here's a joke. Threesomes. All the time. Because I have multiple personalities. It's a great sex life. Thank you guys so much for listening today. I have to joke and say, okay, after that last story, whew, I need to go get a cold shower or find the Marine or something. That was quite hot, I must admit. <laughs> hey, just a couple of things. I'm still looking for um, short summaries, short stories. If you fight over sex with your spouse, if you guys are struggling with it, or your partner, you know, are you solving it? Is there anything you can do to make it better? What do you think you could do? Or what happened that you could share with somebody else that could help them? All of that, you know, what's the resolution? And also the one that got away. Did you ever find that one that got away? Maybe it was too late because then you were married or they were married, but you reconnected. And it doesn't have to be like a reconnection as a sexual way, but it uh, also, you know, can be just friends or, you know, what happened? Social media. I mean, that is how most of us find our exes, right? So anyways, if you've got anything on that, please send them my way. And also, I'm still looking for names for my coaching practice. Submit what you think a good name would be for the podcast. Email it to rebecca.rawtruth at gmail.com. And when I get a few, I'm going to pick the top three that I like, and then I want everybody to vote on it. Thank you for listening to Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity. Your support of the podcast is truly appreciated. Be sure to visit my website at rawtruthstoriesoffemaleinfidelity.com. There, you will find story guides to help form your story, where you can subscribe to Patreon, and an opportunity to vote for the podcast to be in the Hot 50 Countdown for Podcast Magazine. To submit your story, share feedback about the show, or if you have a Let's Ponder suggestion, please email it to rebecca.rawtruth at gmail.com. Each story is taken into careful consideration, read without judgment, and always anonymous. Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity is written, produced, and edited by me, Rebecca Adams. If you enjoy this podcast, please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. Be kind to one another, be kind to yourself, and always remember, no judgment. Goodbye.